0: You're listening to the 4 Bananas Podcast. Sit back as we peel back on today's topic. Rack city, bitch. Rack, rack city, bitch. 10, 10, 10, 20s and then 50s, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So as you guys may have guessed, today's topic is about money and about finances. So to kick us off, let's have a quick chat about how we think our finances have changed since our first job.
1: Uh, Just to confirm, when you say first job, first official job after uni
0: First full-time job is how I think about it
1: Yeah, yeah, true I mean, yeah, I'll say first official job would be I'll consider that like after uni, right? The first job after after graduating Because, you know, as a uni student, still lived in the poverty life anyway Even though we had part-time jobs You you can still talk about it
0: from that standpoint I think that'd be pretty interesting to see how You know How you've progressed since that job
1: Yeah yeah exactly But I mean I don't know Just Having so much freedom For the first job Because No more pirating games Can actually buy (laughs) a real game from Steam
0: (laughs) (laughs) To be honest I think I still Try and find deals if I can Whether that's like a CD key from Aruba
1: and then putting it into Steam. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, Money's but still
1: money. Yeah, but you're still paying for it. I guess you're still kind of supporting. Oh, okay, fine. Still kind of supporting the artist in some way. But I know you need me wouldn't do that. I'll, I'll save. I'll save the money.
2: The The only time I actually oh. downloaded games is like only very recently. Actually, it's only because I have the Amazon Prime membership. And they have the they have the st- free free games like Steam Steam games and they always show up on bargain <laughs> That that's when I actually download the games. Never really bought any that's games. That's not even
0: like <laughs> that's not even like elite like. Well, that's still illegal. Oh, that's still above board.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's still official way, and you're paying for your Amazon Prime. So
2: that's true. That. That's true.
0: <laughs> so what about you, Andrew? How do you reckon? You've changed. Like, do you reckon you still spend? The same amount of money on food or,
2: like... I guess, what's another major on fashion? So, I guess definitely, like... When I first had my job... well, it was practically a sweatshop, in one sense... Just soldering stuff on electrical boards... At that mm-hmm. point... It was mainly just spending it on food... There wasn't really many other expenses themselves... It was, like, food and travel, right? Th- th- those were the main things... I think afterwards, once I graduated... The first big purchase I would say that I'd made was actually my phone that I'm still using now. Mm. Um, that was like 2k. That was like close to like one month's worth worth of sal- salary back $2K. then for like a grad salary like a, a, a few years back. But yeah, I think I think it's definitely changed. I feel a bit more. There's a bit more freedom with the you know um, first job, like first official job that you get. But prior to that, when it was, like, part-time jobs, those sorts of things, I mean, it kind of matches, right, your general lifestyle, do you reckon? Like, because I, I reckon, like, when, when you had part-time jobs, those sorts of things, it was less about spending on big purchases. Like, I was using, like, second-hand phones, those sorts of things. I wasn't really using, like, mm. like brand-new top-tier phones or, you know, always going out, those sorts of things. It was just mainly just focusing on uni and travel and just maybe buying lunch sometimes here and there but yeah that's how i see it i guess mindset doesn't change um, whether it's
0: living on a casual job whilst you're in uni or if now you're working a full-time gig i don't think your mentality changes in regards to your finance so for example i've always been one to look for deals so whether (laughs) i guess (laughs) everyone likes a good deal eh? (laughs) yeah but I guess previously I would have been a lot, a lot more frugal. So it would have to be a really good deal. Like it'd have to be fifty percent off or more, and the price isn't jacked up before I'd even consider it. Whereas now, as long as it's you know somewhat of a, of of a good enough deal, I'll
1: take it. <laughs> like so were, were you frugal, but
0: ah. Uh, <laughs> i would say still pretty frugal like there's certain things which for example i will buy gift cards just for promotional cashbacks but i'll still skimp out and stuff like having proper blackout blinds for my room i'm still using
2: fabric <laughs> are you one of those people that used to cut out coupons just to go to like hungry jacks and stuff for like good oh, deals those were the days <laughs> man. <laughs>
0: Yep. I remember getting those in the mail and 100% I, I, I would like look at them and be like, oh, this is a pretty good one to use. But as technology has progressed, you don't really need those coupons anymore. Everything's digitalized. Mm. Yep. So instead of checking like my mail coupons, I just check my apps instead. I, see. <laughs> I don't
1: think you need to ask that question <laughs> anyway, Andrew. We're all, we're all Asian. we <laughs> It's kind of
2: <laughs> almost guaranteed we'll all do that. <laughs> that um, is true. So, so so what about you guys, actually? Did you guys, like... I guess my my first purchase was actually a phone. Do you guys remember mm. your first, like, big purchase?
1: I don't know if it was the first one, but the most fat- satisfying would be buying a Switch. Oh, oh okay. okay. So, yeah, yeah. Like, before before the Switch, all the previous consoles, we'll have to wait until we go back China and then buy mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason is because... If you buy the console in china they 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 hack it for you Ah yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. you could download whatever game you wanted, right uh-huh. So we did that for the Wii, for the PSP and all that um, but like I mean we, we go back every what three or four years, so it's like, oh man, that's way too long ah, and hey. then mm. and then all of a sudden, it's like wow, I have all this money. <laughs> I can just actually buy a switch and the games. <laughs> like, I don't I don't need to wait, I don't need to hack it or whatever, I can just buy the game, support the artist, and yeah. enjoy it. And it's
2: totally fine. But then I guess I get- The, the purchase is justified. But, but then I guess the, the games themselves are getting cheaper anyway, like these days, compared to like back then. It was very expensive. I reckon my
0: first big purchase would have been... I think before UNI, honestly. I remember after finishing Year 12, I got a job working as a waiter. Uh it paid 11 dollars an hour and it was in cash. And then I remember squirreling that away for 2 3 months or something getting enough for an iPhone 4s and then quitting that job immediately. And then I <laughs> And then going to uni with an iPhone 4s was, pr- was 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 pretty nice. It was my first smartphone. So things like, you know, going um. on the internet and Taking pictures, yeah, it was great. And then learning how to jailbreak it, and then, <laughs> like I guess similarly downloading all the hacked apps, you know, apps that you usually have to pay for. Yeah, that was yeah, my true. that was like my first <laughs> big purchase. Uh, but I think other than that, I kind of just sk- started squ- squirreling away. And then when I started my full time jobs, I didn't really mind as much um, big purchases anymore. After that, it was just buy it because I need it. I want it But Obviously Only if there is a good deal Then yes Bye <laughs>
2: uh, I'm assuming You didn't get much tips Working at the restaurant Right If you quit so early Surprisingly yeah There, there was A good amount of tips sometimes Oh really Because
0: it was in the um, It was in a Business uh, Park oh, Okay yep. So a lot of people um, mm-hmm. Business uh, I guess a lot of White collar workers Would come by mm-hmm. And that tip jar Would actually fill up and then when we split the tips it was it was actually pretty actually i don't know what's decent but i guess in australia i don't imagine tips as being something which is very common or Mm -mm. a lot but yeah sometimes i remember once i think we got up to like close to like 20 bucks a person or
2: something it was crazy oh wow he says 11 dollars an hour i think my first job was 20 an hour it was actually pretty good pay but it was just like i was just Breathing in a lot of bad fumes from the, from the soldering, which I, I i don't i don't encourage. So yeah, I'd rather get the ten dollars an hour and not breathe in the fumes.
0: <laughs> so, do you guys have a favorite financial tool that you currently use?
1: And have you guys experienced any pitfalls with your tools? Would credit card count as a tool? Because I know, like, um, Mm. yeah, with the first job, you could finally get credit card, right? Um, Mm. And there's always deals that they have. Like, uh, oh, if you spend X amount of money every month for three months, you get um, this many points for, like, for flying or for travel or whatever, right? And, yeah, it was really good, right? Like. You use one credit card every three months, get the deal, and then <laughs> and then get out, right? You just keep exchanging credit cards just to get the points. And yeah, it was glorious. So many points racked up. Free money, right? I mean, if you're responsible with your money and pay on time, mm-hmm. free money. And don't overspend, obviously.
2: It's, it's, like, it's interesting that you talk about credit cards because I used to have a friend that used to open, like, at least three to four credit cards just to rack up the points, right? And then cancel it overall. And I was thinking, oh, that's a great idea. But then I realized that it actually affects your credit score. Did you know that? Mm. So, like, the amount of credit cards that you open and close in a short period of time will affect your credit score so that if you want to get loans or anything later on in life, um, you'll get affected. So, I was just like, oh, okay, maybe I shouldn't do that. But I, I think I think for me, very similar to you, Jeff, uh, credit cards as well, initially because sometimes, especially like online purchases and any any purchases where I'm unsure about the amount of money or the security behind the money, I usually use credit cards because it means that I'm using the bank's money instead of my own money. And if there's any problems later on down the road, uh, I just, you know, notify the bank and the bank will be a bit more, um, I would say they're a bit more responsive in terms of trying to get back the money because the money that they used is their own money, right? As opposed to mm. money coming out from my own account. Mm. Um, That's why I use credit cards. Uh, I was I was also using it for frequent flyers, but since COVID, mm. because you can't really fly anywhere, that's why I haven't really used my credit cards. So I, like, right now, I actually don't have a credit card. I actually cancelled it because oh. there's, there's, there's not much point right now. Like, I'm not really going to get that much frequent flyer points and I'm not really going to fly anywhere, so... That's how I see it. But before, like post COVID, uh, no, like pre COVID, definitely credit cards was a good financial tool that I used overall. Yeah. I mean, especially,
1: you know, we're now mid 20s trying to save up for a house. You don't, wanna, you, you don't want to, you don't want to like overuse this credit card system because you don't want to ruin mm. your credit score.
2: Yep. Yep. 100%. What, what about you, Dom? What's your favorite tool? Credit cards I definitely use uh, quite
0: a bit. I've got one through my company, which is pretty good. That doesn't have any fees, uh, I guess any annual fees, but obviously there's late fees if you don't make your payments on time. So I've kept that around. And then I currently did another Amex one Mm -hmm. just to get Chris Flyer points. So I think in terms of points, I have been racking up a lot. The ultimate dream is Buy tickets for the family to a destination, and then upgrade all of us to business using points. <laughs> that would be like ideal. <laughs> what about stocks? Do you guys invest in stocks, maybe? And what sort of apps do you use? How's your experience been with that?
1: Um, I started stocks with my company actually, so they withhold um, your income, ten uh, percent of your income for six months. And at the end of that six months, they used that 5% withheld into buying the company's stocks for 15% off. And I was really, Ah, yeah, that was really good. Right. Like at the time it's like, well, even if the stock doesn't do well, I can just sell it immediately. Right. And get a bit of money. Um, so it was, I think to me, it felt like it came at no risk. So I did it through the company. So I just applied and they automatically do it for me. And I never checked it again Mm. for like two years. So it just accumulated for two years. (laughs) (laughs) What's the return right now then around? Well, yeah, it's really good. Um, I mean... Do you know the percentage? It doubled, so... (laughs) Oh, wow. At the the end of the year. Oh, that seems good. Um,
2: Oh, wow. Two years and you doubled, damn. Exactly.
1: After realizing that, I was like damn I should actively do stocks myself <laughs> and Dom, Dom would know this like recently <laughs> I, I asked I asked like yeah what app should I use to start investing <laughs> right um and hmm. Dom and and this other friend suggested self-wealth and that's a really good tool to keep track of you know all the stocks and stuff they, they also have a flat rate so that makes it easier if you do big investments
0: I'm curious now, have you guys ever bought any like, I guess, not maybe not penny stocks, but like questionable investments? Yep,
2: I did. I bought like mining ones for really cheap, right? Um, oh. So mining ones, I realized, are not necessarily always the greatest um, because it depends on the timing as well as, yeah, just in general, I just realized mining stocks are quite, like, because I'm not in that industry as well, so it's hard for me to gauge mm. from the reports and stuff whether they're doing well or not. But for me, I haven't had a really good experience with mining stocks. so for myself, i have <laughs> I don't really usually buy mining stocks. And to be honest, like I feel like mining depending depending on what you're mining for, it's kind of scarce yes. resource, right? So the industry kind of it's not really I wouldn't say it's a booming industry. like I, I might be wrong, <laughs> but just in general, like just mining for like you know scarce resources, you're you're gonna run out at one point in time. So that's how Mm. i see it so that's why i don't usually buy mining stocks
0: i mean supply is dependent on what they manage to find in the Mm. ground right i guess so in terms of supply it's a bit more difficult especially if you're not in the industry you don't know what mines are currently being open what they're what the what they think is going to be obtainable from that mine Uh, i guess demand wise you can probably think about it a bit more i guess in terms of say there's a lot of electric cars coming out now, not just Tesla, but other companies, Mercedes, and um, even smaller companies now are starting to get into that market. So things which are used to produce batteries, um, okay. they <laughs> definitely need minerals. So that's, I reckon, yeah. that's okay. the way to go. That's
2: true. That's true. Uh, that, that that that's definitely a good tactic, right? Like looking at the the supply chain behind any industry that's about to boom, and then it would affect, mm. uh, like you know, effectively, um, you know, cause those other industries to get get really good as well. Yeah. I mean, like for, for myself, I think like Jeff's self wealth, I, I haven't actually heard of that, surprisingly. Like for me, I use the pretty traditional ones like ComSec, right? Um, mm. Overall, I did use some more like modern ones before, like Rays and like Spaceship. I'm not sure if you've heard of those, um, but those sorts of investment tools for um, stocks in one sense or ETFs. But I, di- I realized that the return I got from myself looking mm. into it and actually researching was a lot higher than if i just put spare change into these rays or spaceship and those sorts of things so yeah i just closed them in the end like i i, I still like earned money but it definitely if i had minus the admin fees and stuff it wasn't as much as if i you know managed it myself overall so yeah those are the main ones i use i just use ComSec, in the more honesty and similar to jeff like i got stocks from my company like previous companies so those those stocks like those RSUs and those sorts of things I still have those and I just I just keep it I just put it to the side and yeah hopefully it just continues going up <laughs> hopefully but it's been a bad period
1: and like yeah my my, my, my heart true. pounds every day just checking on self worth I'm like <laughs> man <laughs> yeah it's I okay, know you, you have to be patient with these you can't you can't pull out and be like okay I'm yeah so everything because it, keep, it it looks like it'll keep going down. You just have to, I don't know, maybe trust the company. I don't know if that's what you call it, but you know, believe in the heart of the cards.
2: But but but, but <laughs> then again, <laughs> I think like, I'm not sure how much you're investing. But the amount that you invest shouldn't be an amount that makes your heart pound that much. Do you get know what I mean? <laughs> like like you, it it should be enough that you know you'd be okay losing it all. In one sense, that's the general... That's how I gauge myself in terms of the risk tolerance, right? That way, like, it doesn't fully affect how you, like, operate every day, like, daily. In one sense. Like, mm. that, that that's the amount that I feel like is reasonable. I don't know how you guys think about that. Though. Losing it all. I, I don't know.
1: All. Maybe not all. <laughs> 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 oh, no, Jeff. <laughs> you probably
0: wouldn't lose it all. But you would lose, like, a good yeah. chunk. But I, I guess the idea, like, is... Obviously, when you see your investments not doing well with the recent market correction, you would probably your heart would probably pound. Yeah. Like I, I know my mine has when I look at it. I I, I don't check daily because of this reason because it's just yeah, yeah, it's, it's just not. <laughs> yeah, exactly, abusive, right? yeah. But but perhaps though, if you see it going all like quite low. It's time to buy the dip. Oh, yeah, time <laughs> Get to in to spend there more money
1: because you're losing them. <laughs> a- double down, average it down, out, right? Yeah,
0: um, <laughs> yeah in, in, in software you would because they will they will recover eventually. You just don't know, you know.
1: Yeah, when. that's true.
0: Um, but good thing you got out of a spaceship. They recently. Um, I think it was previously, it was no admin fees as long as you had with under 3K, but now they've added in admin fees. And I know a lot of people have have left. They're like, no, it's it's just, it's just not, yeah, Uh it's just not like, obviously the admin fee is a percentage now of how much you have invested, Mm -hmm. but with them, but now it's, yeah, a lot of people just like, nah, I just, I just rather buy ETFs myself. That's the point. Yeah. It's, it's Um,
2: it's interesting. Like for, for, for listeners that are interested in like Rays and Spaceship, I think if you are planning to use those products, like they have something called a PDS or product disclosure statement. And within it, usually they disclose for each portfolio what's the average percentage mm. return that you get over a average amount of years. And if you're okay with that, by all means, have a look into it. But usually like, it's not, I feel like it's not as good as if I managed it myself. Um, so <laughs> so that, that that's the reason why I don't use them anyway, but... Yeah, it's just something interesting for people to look into if they are planning to use those products. Dude, you don't need spaceship. You just need Wall Street bets.
0: On oh, Reddit. <laughs> okay. <sweet. laughs> those, those are the. That's the, that's the best. You know why read market research and read reports of um from the companies when you can just go Wall Street bets and they say diamond hands and to the moon. <laughs> you see that? You're like, all right, I'm buying. I'm buying. <laughs> yeah. Because do you, do you guys remember when they were talking about like GameStop? That yeah. Kind of, you know thing with people shorting it yep. and uh amc and all that and blackberry and people were just going crazy nice. um i i actually um i actually got into that that was quite interesting <laughs> uh didn't make any money off gamestop only like was only even on that but amc funnily enough i made a lot oh, of damn. money on that that was really <laughs> okay. random and it just goes to show that yeah Reddit can make you money But obviously I think that Like what Andrew mentioned earlier Is obviously Be ready to lose it all Like if you were to invest A hundred dollars Be ready to lose that hundred dollars So That's
1: That's definitely a, a good mentality to, to go into it with I was, I was gonna say Like If it makes it to Wall Street bets It's already too late For you to invest in But It sounds like You did well in AMC So My comment <laughs> Is redundant now <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: there's, there's there's definitely certain um, You have to be, I guess, again luck, Quote-unquote lucky, right there, There's people who post on Wall Street bets All the time and they show You know, they show graphs, they show research They have logic behind it It's up to you whether or not you want to believe it But yeah, I mean, it's almost like Buying, like, what do you call like Penny cryptos? Like things which are less than 10 cents, less than 1 cent And just hoping it goes somewhere, right?
2: Yeah, yeah no, no thanks <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I think definitely the amount, at least for myself, the rule thumb is like, I would only have like, probably like a third of my salary would be towards um, these stocks themselves, right? Everything mm-hmm. else would be either, you know, uh, you know, daily expenses or those sorts of things, right? Um, in, in a way that it doesn't actually affect my daily life. Uh, if, mm. if if i lost it all like that's ha- kind of my rule of thumb i think the main thing that people invest in stocks is primarily because of inflation right the the amount of percentage that you get from the interest in banks can't match the amount of inflation that's occurring within the economy and that's why people place it in stocks and by placing it in stocks right the the, the stocks inherently will account for inflation which is why that dollar cost average thing operates or works because at the end of the day because of inflation stocks if they're a relatively good company will just inherently go up even though there's a lot of ups and downs it will inherently continually go it go go up towards the right like a triangle right because of just inflation but if you take out inflation right if you just analyze and take out inflation to be honest it's just a you know a, a normal straight horizontal line but because of inflation it just shifts it up that's in general how it works yeah for good companies, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for good companies, for good companies, not 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 the ones that only raise funds so, so that they could take it out. <laughs> Overall, so yeah, do your research. <laughs> End of the day, <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's <laughs> do your research, research.
1: Research. You actually need so much. Like don't mm. just don't just listen to people and
2: like go into it. Mm. Yep, and especially like that that that's an interesting one because like. Like, all, all those articles on Yahoo or, like, you know, even on YouTube, it's like, oh, these are the best stocks in 2022 or blah, blah. When you think about it, <laughs> oh. a lot of them, okay. they might have already bought it, right? 100%. And then, theoretically, they're just influencing the market to a certain extent, right? And, like, that's where that ethics comes in. Like, if mm. you're a very influential person, like, for example, Elon Musk. As simple as Elon Musk, right? <laughs> <laughs> like like Like, he's mm. super influential in one sense. And then, like, the moment that he uses his company, like SpaceX, and says, hey... You can buy a whistle using like was it Dogecoin, right? Yeah, Doge. You use a, yeah, you you can you can buy mm. a whistle using Dogecoin. Immediately Dogecoin value goes up because people are like, Oh, like like there's a utility behind that, you know, thing, right? So definitely don't listen to everyone. Just, you know, make sure you do your research is the moral of the story.
0: hmm Yeah. And probably to close off this part, I think, uh, before we go any further, is uh, a reminder that this is not financial uh, advice and yeah, do your own research. (laughs) Don't take this as what you should do. So whilst we're on that topic of cryptocurrency, let's jump into crypto and NFTs and stuff like that. So in terms of Bitcoin, NFT, blockchain, do you guys reckon this is just another bubble? Should we get into
1: it? So, I hear everyone making a big deal about how blockchain is going to revolutionize you know, tech technology and all that, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't understand like what makes blockchain technology that trustworthy, right? Like I mean, I trust the transactions between me and me and the bank, right? So, why is blockchain that that a big deal?
2: So just to explain the overall transactions between banks themselves, usually if I was a user, I would purchase a specific item from a seller. And to do that, I would tell my bank, Hey, you know, I've purchased, for example, a cup for $5. And then the bank will be like, Oh, okay. So transfer value of $5 to this specific seller from this specific bank. And that's how transactions usually occur between institutions. But when you think about it, you're placing a lot of trust that the bank is doing the right thing. And what's happening is that sometimes, for example, someone else might pretend to be you and say, hey, look, transfer $1 million to this bank account because he's a seller. Uh, But that person might not be you. And that's how, you know, hacks or how people lose money by accidentally, Mm. you know, revealing their identity and personal information. That's why it's so important. But what blockchain tries to solve is the over-reliance on one institution to verify these sorts of transactions. So you can think of it in terms of Google Docs. So blockchain is Google Docs, and this Google Docs is shared with everyone, right? Everyone around the world. Think of it that way, as a hypothetical. And for example, if I was to create a transaction, say I want $5 sent to get a cup of water, that will be recorded on the Google Docs. And when that gets recorded on the Google Docs, everyone else on the Google Docs will also see this specific transaction and say, okay, is this correct or is it not? And if it's correct, they'll give all thumbs up, and then that overall deal will occur in terms of transfer of money. But, for example, there might be someone malicious that you know accesses the Google Docs and changes the $5 to $1 but when he changes it to $1 everyone else also sees it and says hey that's not right the usual way is supposed to be $5 and as a result that sort of transaction will be blocked and that's in general at a very simple way of explaining blockchain is how it generally occurs in terms of that verification and make sure that the transactions are as intended and that's why a lot of people trust you know blockchains because it uses the mass or mass population to verify transactions rather than trusting one single institution or two single large institutions themselves
1: yeah that makes sense but who, who's everyone right like it's not me or you who just uses the computer right like who, who mm. who's all those people verifying that transaction
2: uh, i i mean that's an interest that's a good question uh so it's not necessarily everyone. So that scenario that I just gave you was more of a hypothetical. Imagine Google Docs was shared with everyone around the world. But usually the people that is the mass population are theoretically miners. So anyone that mines Bitcoins, is it's just a just fancy term of saying, hey, I'm validating transactions for you. <laughs> And yeah. <laughs> the, the, the reason why they have the incentive of validating transactions and like turning on their computer, using the electricity to validate for you is because the system of blockchain actually allows you to have a reward for doing these sorts of things, right? And those rewards are in the, right. in the form of Bitcoin and Bitcoin has value. And that's why people would actually spend money to validate transactions on the chain. And that's mm-hmm. in general how it works at a very high level. Yeah, that makes and, sense.
1: Like, so that that's what miners are doing.
2: <laughs> yeah, so so I, I like. Hopefully, listeners understand what I'm trying to get at with blockchain and like how it generally works. But like, just going back to your question, Dom, I think I I I think it's definitely a thing, but dependent on the coin, uh, some may not be as relevant as others. But I guess the most famous one for everyone is Bitcoin. And yeah. I, I, I I trust that one because I would say it's the equivalence of digital gold because when you think about it, right like gold in real life, right? Gold really only has value because it's social because of the social construction we have around it having value. there's not necessarily a lot of use for it. right. Theoretically, I could just get another piece of rock and say it's money and if everyone believes it, then it has value right and that's just the social construction and that's kind of what's happening with bitcoin is how i see it right like it's the resource is finite similar to gold people trust it people are getting a lot of hype from it they think that there's value from it so hence it's the equivalence of digital gold and that's how i see it i mean i was definitely a bit skeptical at first but like after a bit of research i could see that like, even technology and the web, it's moving towards more of these blockchains, these cryptocurrencies to transfer money and value. So, I definitely believe in it, but I would say do your research and it really depends on the actual, you know, coins themselves. I mean, do you guys really agree? I think the
1: promise that they're giving is good because <laughs> it's decentralized. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a good promise, it's a good concept, but it's so volatile right now. People are using it. For the sake of trying to get rich, and that's just inflating the price, making it volatile, and therefore it's currently just it it's it's just, it's just it feels like it's gambling right now. That's what's happening mm. with the currency. It's not it's not becoming the currency that that we want it to be, right? We don't. It's mm-hmm. not becoming digital money.
2: Mm. Like I see it is primarily because there's not enough powerful countries or like large countries that are you know validating it as a specific currency because at the end of the day if you say that bitcoin is you know valid and you tie it to a currency it will affect the economy the actual country's economy all right so that's why a lot of countries are very skeptical towards it or trying to make sure that they have everything set in place before even touching into it uh but yeah, like I totally understand. I mean, at this stage, I feel like blockchain in one sense is like the internet back in the days when it first started with like, you know, like dial-up internet, you know, like the the overall, you know, flash animation, people were very <laughs> skeptical. Dwight, can I purchase stuff on the internet? Like, are they just going to take my money? Oh, right. Like, but yeah, like as hi- I guess history repeats itself. It, it's definitely not to the stage of mainstream yet but it's definitely gaining a lot of traction i would say. Mm. I reckon i i reckon it's moving in the du- in the right direction. Mm. And i think in terms of
0: volatility it's because in my opinion there's a lot of like old money controls the world right now. Mm. You know, in in the sense like if you look at all the rich people around the world, Warren Buffett, they have never like really endorsed cryptocurrency. They they've put all their money in their funds, in their in the funds that they manage, in the funds that they use like, maybe all their money's in the Cayman Islands. <laughs> like, why would they want... For me, why would they want to use cryptocurrency? Because once you use cryptocurrency and you use blockchain, there's no escape. They can't. They can't fraud anything anymore. They can't just hide their money somewhere. It's all recorded. Everyone can see it. They can't run anymore. And then that becomes a fair playing ground for everyone. And for them to remain rich, they need to be able to get away with things like this, so...
2: Yeah, it's interesting Uh, as well. Like, um, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but a few years back, um, um, there was a big firm. I I forgot which one exactly it was. Might have been Morgan Stanley. It was like a really big firm, practically saying that, oh, you know, crypto is not good. You know, those sorts of things. (laughs) And then a few a few years later, (laughs) they bought a lot, a lot of Bitcoin, (laughs) right? So, so it's just like it goes to show that there's definitely a lot of traction coming coming through. For, for these sorts of technologies coming cu- coming in
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, like the traction is from an investment point of view, right? They're mm. doing it to gain big
2: Yeah, well, well, it's like interesting, right? Because you're, you're saying it from an investment point of view But like, I would say that there's slowly developments of cryptocurrencies that are of value, right? You can actually transfer value apart from just Bitcoin right like for example ethereum right i think ethereum is one of the ones that can definitely transfer value
0: yeah 100 percent. i agree with that like you were mentioning that bitcoin is more like a gold mm-hmm. um another good uh, example of a cryptocurrency i guess it's uh, ethereum isn't really cryptocurrency it's more of a platform mm. but ethereum i guess was created off the back of bitcoin to do more right you can think of bitcoin and ethereum as uh, Bitcoin is basically a ledger, you know, you record transactions. Uh, like you said, um, you know, a dollar for this, five dollars for this. It's recorded. It's there. But that's all you pretty much get out of it. You just read it and it's a ledger. Whereas Ethereum is something more of smart contracts. So instead of reading through the whole ledger and verifying it, you only need to see what's in a smart contract. And these smart contracts are so customizable that you can literally do almost anything with it. For example like developers have built uh, code on there that you can basically take out third parties um, as banks during transactions you don't need them anymore the smart contract can trade anything Um, and now i guess it's interesting because now you're even using it for things like artwork Um, but that's probably Mm -hmm. one for another time but ethereum has its own cryptocurrency on their own blockchain which is named ether it pretty much acts the same as bitcoin
2: well, well, it's interesting that you're talking about Ethereum transferring value, right? Um, and like, like, what, 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 what is the one specific use case of, like, the Ethereum decentralized network?
1: Biggest talk, NFTs, right?
2: <laughs> oh, that's true. Yep. Yeah that 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 uses Ethereum. I'm pretty sure, right?
0: Yeah, you can't you can't buy or sell it in any
1: other um, cryptocurrency right now. But does that yeah. answer the question? Should we get into it (laughs) now, huh? It does sound good. Like, the future of crypto is good. And I definitely believe in the future that it's promising. But what about right now, we're so unpractical for Mm. now? Unless you have a lot of money for NFTs. Unless. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, the way I've always thought about it is in terms of your finances and your money is just to have a diverse portfolio, so... Whether it's, you know, one Bitcoin, half a bitcoin, zero point zero 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 one of a bitcoin, having a diverse portfolio is, is the best way
2: to go about it in my opinion. Yeah, w I'll, I'll yeah, I'll I'll probably be on the similar boat as Dom. There's no harm in trying to cover all bases for your investments themselves. And like you know how I think of investments is like I'll practically lose the money is kind yeah, of how I see yeah. it. So, so so if I can invest on an opportunity that the future will use this sort of this sort of currency, then why not? And definitely like working in tech and seeing it being used within more new applications like the web 3.0 applications at least from the blockchain perspective, it's definitely getting traction and I can see the potential there. And that's what I'm more investing towards rather than just the current more FOMO kind of style. Mm, it's okay. less about yeah. the use, use of it now, it's more of the use of it in the future is kind of how it?
1: Yeah, that's a good mindset actually. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, so that's all we've got time for
0: this uh, episode. But if in case you'd like us to dive a bit deeper, chat about our thoughts on the metaverse, other cryptocurrencies or just blockchain in general, Don't forget to subscribe to us on your preferred podcast streaming platform. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and join our Discord server. Links in the the description. Until then, stay banana, and thanks a bunch. See See ya. ya. Bye.